Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name's Mark Francis, and I'm once again your host for today. And we have been engaged in several episodes now where we are looking at the word overflow. And overflow for our church in this season refers to how God has poured out his love to us. And so then we can in turn show love to others. And we can be streams of living waters, as Jesus said in John 7. And it's been neat to see how the focus of who should receive these one another's in this overflow, um, really, everybody is an easy answer. But when you break it down, it starts personally, and it starts in the home and families, and then it can carry over into our local church. And we've been having conversations over the last couple of weeks about the local church. And I'm excited to get a chance to chat with the people who are sitting with me today. I will look over here to my left and see Cole and Lindsay Dreyer. How are you? Hey, we're great. Good. good to see you because it's neat just to get to know people in our body. And uh, even this past week on Sunday morning, Mark Carey was like, guys, do you know people's names? And, and it's, it's, I love it. In our last episode, the same thing came out, just knowing people's names. So Cole and Lindsay Dreyer. How are you? <laughs> See, names are important, right? Yeah, yeah. no, certainly. And um, I mean, it's one of the, the sweetest things anybody can hear is, is the sound of your own name, right? And so, uh, but yeah, we're great. We're, we're thrilled to be on. We're really yeah. glad to be asked. We're excited to hear your story. And also over here to my right, you're all's audience watching in home or wherever you're watching or listening on the left, Josh Jones. How are you, Josh? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you, Mark? Good. Well, we've had um, these episodes where we've had four people chatting, which is kind of fun. So Josh, I'll turn to you first. You are a part of the, the Family Life Ministry team with John Avery. So it's really the heartbeat of the family ministry who has launched and initiated these focuses over the last couple of years. Sure. Um, we've had Joe Hauser on, we've had Greg Perkins on, and you are also part of that team. So just share how do you serve here at Fellowship Bible Church? Sure. So I'm, like you mentioned, on the Family Life uh, Ministry team. I've uh, been doing that for the last few years, really since John Avery took over Family Life Ministry. Um, he asked me to join his team, and I've been <clears throat> just helping to serve mm -hmm. um, in that capacity over the last few years. Um, anytime I get the opportunity, I always want to men uh, mention Fellowship 3. Yeah. So I've been part of the leadership yep. team there for a few years as well. So just a lot of different behind-the-scenes um, ways of serving. And this so. is not your first podcast you've been here. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, we've had you and your wife on before. Yep. Right. Back in December, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Got to share a little bit about home center things and talk about Christmas back then. So excited to have you back. Thank you. You can speak into this conversation anytime you want. And I'm going to turn back to Colin Lindsay. I, you know, I don't know you very well, so I'm excited to get to know you more. Share with us of just, well, first of all, I'm curious how you guys got to know each other. So give a little background of <laughs> Colin Lindsay Dreyer. Yeah, well, um, you know, we, we both went to and, and graduated from Liberty University mm -hmm. back in the uh, late 2000s and, and mid 2010s. And we're a product of something at the time, I don't believe they do it anymore, but the time they instituted because they on campus students were segregated between male uh, housing and female housing. Mm -hmm. And so what, um, they did at Liberty was they would pair up a brother and a sister dorm. Um, hmm. And mm -hmm. so through that, it's really kind of a, a means to get freshmen when they're coming onto campus, like 
integrated and to meet people. And so, uh, you know, RAs and things will facilitate activities. Um, and so I was a sophomore, so I'd already been through it once. And then she was a freshman. And, and so we're a product of that. So yeah. how did that go over on your end? You, you met this guy <laughs> named Cole and he's a year older than you and, you know, thinks yeah. he's smarter maybe. And, you know. <laughs> no, it took me by surprise for sure. I'm from like Pennsylvania. So it was funny meeting more of like the Southern viewpoint of like, oh, I just want to get married. And like, oh, yeah. I came in as a freshman, like, I'm not going to get married anytime soon. Like, and then met him, was dating a year later, engaged a year after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Lord had different plans. And there you go. Yeah. That's the end of that story. Yeah. So then what drew you guys to Winchester? I mean, I think Cole, you're from here, but Walk us through how graduating college together then yeah. led you to Winchester. Yeah, well, I'll try to give you, you know the quick um, uh, yeah, cliff notes of that we have. <laughs> we've been married eight years and we've moved eight times uh, mm. in that period. And mm. so, um, you know, after we graduated, we actually came back here. Um, this would have been November 2014 for about a year and a half. And at the time, we were both actually uh, very entrenched in the personal uh, training world. We were working as personal trainers at the wellness mm -hmm. center there attached to the hospital. Okay. Yep. And um, anyway, about a year and a half about living here, we were offered jobs seemingly in her hometown at a kind of a uh, etch uh, or a CrossFit kind of style gym that was going to open. So we took jobs uh, kind of foolishly in hindsight and we moved up to PA and then those jobs in the center totally went under about six weeks after. And so we were suddenly found ourselves in Pennsylvania for a couple of years. Um, and we thought uh, through that, that, hey, this is where we're going to probably plant roots. It was her hometown, uh, joined a local body there and just started doing life. Okay. And then um, in the end of 2019, uh, I was laid off from the job that I was working and, uh, my mom here said, Hey, if you guys are unable to find anything up there, um, you and, and your wife, and at that time, our, our three month old, uh, yeah. two month old, uh, son Lawson, you guys can come back here. I know you weren't planning on returning to Winchester, but if you feel that that is the best choice to make to do so. So we moved on February 1st of 2020 and then COVID happened. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, we've been back for, you know, not quite, uh, well, about a year and a half, I guess. And so a lot of other contextual details that go into all that, but we very much feel like the Lord caused circumstances to occur mm. to bring us back here for some reason. So Lindsay, that's yeah. a lot of change. That's a lot of yeah. back and forth indecision. You know, what is something that you feel like maybe God taught you guys, you personally, or you guys together as a couple through that experience of, of just the constant uncertainty? They've taught us loads of stuff. I mean, we've always talked about how we're so happy and thankful that our marriage has like stayed so strong through it all. And that we've had so many different seasons of like unknown and mm -hmm. struggles and things like that. And, that we're just fortunate to have learned so much at such a young time in our marriage that we feel like it's built us and made us stronger to get through the whole thing. But definitely just learning to be content in different circumstances. Mm. You know, with COVID, we went through months of, you know, no income and just learning that he's our provider and he's going to, you know, always, his timing is the best and he's always going to be there to provide and give us what we need. And, um, in the moment, sometimes that doesn't sound like it's the truth, but sure enough, he always ends up. And, and you definitely lean on God. Yes. But then in those moments, like, how, how did you find others supporting you through that? Mm. That's, that's one of our, you know, kind of the heart of our conversation here is how do, how can other people support and love others? What maybe it was even Pennsylvania, I mean, or maybe coming back here, like, where did you see others support you in 
those times of uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, and we've certainly seen it. Um, I, I would say off the bat, you know, we saw in action, um, I think, a real tangible um, extended circumstance of God's plan for the family and how um, that is just supposed to be the the correct means of people caring for one another. And we saw that with my mom opening up her home to to come and, and let to let us live with her for mm -hmm. a time after, you know, I, I had lost my job. Um, that was a direct just serve one another instance that mm -hmm. she I mean, sure, she's my mom, um, but not every parent is quick to necessarily do that, um, as I'm sure many you know people have have experienced. I mean, that, that's a that's a big change for her to make. Um, so we saw that, um, and then even just on the return, you know, uh, back to Winchester, we saw a lot of old you know people that I knew growing up since I did grow up in the church reach out very quickly just to see like, hey, how you know, first of all, why are you back? And then upon learning that, how can we help you? How can we pray for mm. you? How can we just um, be a a present um, encouragement to you in a time of, for us was a lot of suffering and a lot of just, what are you doing, Lord? Kind of circumstances. Yeah. 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 And then you add COVID to that. Yeah. And <laughs> not it, ideal. It's not great either. Back in. You know, <laughs> getting plugged in. Yeah. So Josh, I'll turn to you, you know, being part of the family life team. And I know it was either pre-COVID or really around the same time where you guys had this heartbeat of uh, one another's and, and the passages that speak to love one another, serve one another, pray for one another. Did how did that unfold and blossom into where we are today of saying, man, our church needs one another? Yeah, I would say even pre-COVID, the family life team was discussing um, the one another's. I mm -hmm. think um, we were definitely focusing on the word serve mm -hmm. and how that would play out. And then um, obviously with COVID canceling a lot of uh, different opportunities, closing the church, we didn't have a focus for quite some time. And you know, as we were starting to open back up and meet in person again, um, we started discussing what would it look like to have um, another focus and what what really is God calling us to? What does the church body need mm -hmm. uh, to be focused in on? And and really the idea of, of serving one another and the all, all of the one another's came to mind. Mm. So and and it's neat to see God's hand in these plans or these conversations and and how. COVID has really drawn out the best and the worst in our society <laughs> and in the church to take a stance on, yes, we are going to reach out and look towards outside of my own little walls in my house. We are going to look outside and see, OK, what are the needs of others? How how can I help and serve and care for one another? But beyond that, we need each other. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if dryers, if you guys are moving back into town, yes, you have your mother here. Lindsay, you don't necessarily have family here. Mm. So you've got to lean on some other circles. So when you guys did move back into town, let's talk about Fellowship Bible Church for a second. Like what what um, communities did you grab onto as ways to stay connected with a local church, but also just stay connected in your spiritual growth as well? Yeah. Well, one of the big things that we decided during the season was this is tough. This is really hard. We're struggling. We're thankful that we're staying strong in our faith and our marriage was doing really well, but we knew that it was definitely like a, a season of temptation of like, this could definitely like be really hard. And we wanted to walk through it well. So we were super thankful that FBC has the counseling program mm. that they have. So mm. we decided to use it as like a, just a, a just means a to, yeah, a support yeah. system, a means to get through. And like, like I said, 
we wanted to walk through that season well and come out of it well. And so reaching out and ending up with the Crowley family Mm -hmm. was such a blessing Mm. and a gift. And like reading through the one another's and stuff, almost all of them, I would say, like apply to that. (laughs) They they prayed for us, encouraged us, loved us. You know, we had confessed sin and, Mm. you know, built us up, shared our burdens just constant. And that was a huge, huge help. Yeah. The, the burden sharing was enormous, you know, cause as Lindsay said, you know, coming, and that was actually about a year ago this month that, that we started jumping through that. And there is a couple things before that we'll, we'll mention up in a moment as well. But, um, that, that was just huge to be able to share the difficulty of, you know, you know, relatively young couple, um, specifically me struggling immensely with just how painful, um, being unemployed can be mm-hmm. to a man, especially with a, you know, a wife, at the time, a young baby and you yeah. know, the, the humbling reality of moving back in with your mom when you're 30, you know, and, and with a wife and child is really difficult. And so just to have Scott and Gret come alongside us and to totally have them wrap their arms around us and in, in to share that burden and, and to want to encourage us hmm. as well as also tell us truth that at the time, you, I mean, of course it's true, but probably difficult to hear because it, it, it's very easy, of course, in the midst of suffering and, and, and feeling the weight of, of life to, to, fall into some pity, which can then really mm-hmm. fall into uh, spiral down into, into different sin. And so just being able mm-hmm. to, to have them with one arm loving us with the other arm also correcting in some ways mm-hmm. that at least in me that, that were certainly needed. Um, so that, that was huge. And then, you know, even more contemporary to when we first moved, um, uh, John Avery was one of the first people I had interacted with upon moving back. And he was, you know, he and I got together over Chick-fil-A and he laid out uh, a vision he had for some small group mm-hmm. discipleship mm-hmm. Um, and asked if I would be p- part of one of the pilot groups. And so just to get immediately plugged in, not at all by my doing, God's just yeah. providence with a couple of other men, roughly my age to just study the word, share life with. And then you were fortunate enough also to, to get a part of a women's Bible study. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cole's mom had led a women's Bible study with, um, you know, a couple of different like young women, and so mm. I got involved in that, which was really nice. Because um, again, not really knowing anybody in the area and not having you know, f- my family here, but right. his family here, um, that was a great way to just get plugged in. Just instant seeking out and pursuing. Okay, I need people is yeah. what I hear you guys yeah. saying. Yeah. But I want to go back to what you're saying, what the Crowleys did for you guys, because there is a component of you guys receiving that love and receiving that care. And then we can talk a little bit about you guys maybe going out and giving it. But that receiving, you said there's some tough conversations, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, where's the balance of you, the receiving end of maybe it's an admonishment or maybe it's an encouragement or maybe it's just a spurring you on to, you know, love your wife more or find that job or, you know, where's the balance of just loving somebody versus actually like speaking truth to somebody to what, what was a light bulb moment? Or was there certain moments where the Crowley's, for example, maybe were speaking to you that was, you said harsh at times, you know, how does that connect with the person receiving it? And, and, you know, explain to the people listening, you know, how can that be an encouragement? Yeah. Um, I, well, I think, one thing you just said is a big piece of it is just accepting and embracing the reality that we, that everyone needs people Mm. um, that to, to try to do life or to bear any, any season of life, even, even great, like good periods alone is typically um, always accompanying. I think, I think with a sharp edge uh, that can certainly come back to cut you Mm -hmm. in some ways. And so when you talk about the, where's the balance between 
receiving, you know, yeah. encouragement versus needing to receive maybe a loving but 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 hard or, or harsh truth that you need to hear. I, I think that is a a a delicate dance of those people, in this case, the Crowleys, graciously being willing to pour into the lives of others, being extremely intuitive. Um, and it's really just is a testament to the Lord and the Holy Spirit's work in their hearts to make them the kind of patient people that would know just to know when when do Cole and Lindsay in our case need just encouragement and a hug and when maybe do they need to to look directly at some truth and so hmm. i you know i haven't been in their shoes before so i don't know that i can say that hey i have the intuition here's the signs or here's a three-step process <laughs> i don't right. have that but at least on the you know on the receiving end uh, it's just the constant practice of seeking humility, which is something, you know, of course the Holy Spirit has to bring about in a heart. It's exactly that Holy Spirit. Yes. I, I was going to look at, I mean, how there's going to be a role of an element of just being led by the spirit in any conversation. Right. I mean, so I don't know, Josh, you have moments where you felt, okay, the Holy Spirit's prompting me to, to say something or encourage somebody in that way. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I think, uh, a lot comes from just being still, you know, it mm. says, be still mm. and know that I am God. And I think uh, oftentimes we have to be still and quiet in order to hear the Holy Spirit in our lives. And and oftentimes we fill our lives with um, a lot of busyness, a lot of good things, maybe mm. even ministry. Um, but we do need to take time to be in God's word and to meditate and to pray and really be in a period of listening and waiting on the Lord. Mm. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's encouraging. So, so now you said that, okay, let's go to the story of John Avery approaching you and saying, okay, there's this discipleship opportunity. You know, we, we need men we, and, and Lindsay for you. I mean, we need ladies to step up and work with other people. So now you're in a place of not just receiving <laughs> the love from others, but the call to action to go pour it out to someone else around you. Mm. What, what process is that like for you over these last several months of now being in town? How are you actually applying that to others around you? Yeah, well, I have to really give a lot of credit to Lindsay, actually, who kind of, I think, kickstarted this for us um, back when we first moved. Once church had re um, started, you know, normal practice of services and stuff, one of the first things that she did, bless her, was to go and volunteer in the, the nursery with young kids. Oh, which, much needed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Yes. I mean, uh, it, that is a, a high need across any local body, probably around the world. And so her doing that, which was such a, I think, an act of just selflessness and great courage that said, I don't know a soul at this church. We're in a tough time, mm. but I can hold a child. Hmm. And I can I can teach little hmm. four year olds, you know, the good news um, was such an encouragement to me um, that, you know, very much prompted me to be like, OK, Cole, you be also willing to, to go out and, and serve. And so um, that led to a series of conversations um, with uh, with Donton Hartog and before he and, and Patty left to to get me uh, into the, uh, the the biblical training um, center teaching team. And so I've been uh, doing some of that with mm. those buyers um, over the last couple of months, started this past summer. And so, you know, so, so through, you know, just the great example of my wife through, through John and him wanting to, to say, Hey, not only do I want you to be a part of this program, but we hope to see, we being the church, to see personal discipleship become just a, a pillar that, that we build for the, on for the next, you know, decade plus that we want you to then go and, 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 um, uh, replicate this after we're done. Um, I think some of the things that, you know, God in his grace, again, just 
engineered circumstances, brought people to allow us to, to kind of fall hmm. into these. Um, not that we do them flawlessly by any means, um, but just, I don't know, the Lord creating a willingness in us. And sometimes it's scary, but has yeah. definitely held our hands as we've walked forward in it. Yeah, it's 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 important to just say, OK, where are the needs of the local body? Yeah. You know, whether you uh, are gifted or not. I mean, everybody can hold a kid. Right. I mean, yeah. OK, <laughs> you, you might have to be trained in how to change diapers, maybe. But, you know, there is a, what are the needs of the local church and what are the needs not just in this in a building, but of those that we know, you know. And and so is there a meal to to share or is there just a word of encouragement to text to somebody? And I think that is what body life is all about of doing that together with people who have a common bond in Christ. Right. Sure. And, and I'm reminded you're talking, we're talking about serving. <laughs> I'm reminded of what Jesus said. I'm looking at Mark 10 right now. And it says, uh, whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And he is obviously our model. But to, to say I'm going to serve to where I'm giving my life for somebody, that is, that's the standard. That's a high calling to have us recognize we, we're called to do that, but he's given us the power to do it. And that's mm -hmm. what I love about this focus of recognizing the power source first. Um, you mentioned that you teach, Cole. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a component of I mean you're a good communicator it sounds like so what what's in this season right now what are, what's going on in the learning center classes where you know you're imparting truth in those classes right now yeah so so right now um, in in the adult learning center um, one of the offerings is Bo Spires and I uh, are walking through um, really verse by verse uh, First John hmm. um, and I tell you that is some tough theological sledding in a sense. Um, and what an encouragement it's been, I know, to Bo and I and then Lindsay and I, when we've talked about it, about just the the need to know the scripture and to know it thoroughly, mm. uh, to really understand just contextually, you know, not only what is the author trying to write, uh, but then also how does that just connect throughout the entirety of the Bible. So that's been a lot of fun. And, and, and then we're looking to, so we're doing first John now, and then in the spring semester, we're looking to do second and third John. Um, so kind of marching through it. So that's what we, that's what we've been doing now. And in the summertime, we had gone through the Beatitudes, which was, um, which was really great too. So that's what mm. we're doing. That's what the future looks like. And certainly it's exciting to be thrown into that. Yeah. Lindsay, how about you? I know Cole mentioned women's groups that you're a part of. What, what do you have going on in uh, discipleship components with other ladies? Well, right now, I have an eight week old. So that's oh, kind of, well, yes. <laughs> of <course>. that kind <laughs> of threw some, you get off the hook. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. Um, but before we had our second child Brooks, um, I was mostly teaching, um, helping teach the fours, um, with nursery school. Mm -hmm. Um, our women's group had ended shortly before that. And I was already pregnant with Brooks. So that kind of ended up falling into that, but definitely just touching on kind of like, the pouring out because teaching children, I didn't think was, I mean, that's not like a gift of mine. I wouldn't say mm. it was more of like, I grew up in a really small church. And so I volunteered in everything, you know, I decorated, led women's Bible studies, all kinds of stuff. 
So moving here, like I knew firsthand the temptation of like a bigger or even being new at a church of like, okay, how can you pour onto me? You know, like mm-hmm. who's saying hi to me? Who's reaching out to me? Yeah. Who's serving me? You know, and knowing that I really wanted to make sure that I got plugged in and make sure that I was doing my part of being a part of the body. Mm. And so that was really one of the things I really wanted to do, which is once I saw the need for, you know, children's ministry, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm good at teaching kids, but I can set up the craft and yeah, I can great. play with the kids. You yep. know, that's great. That type of thing. So yeah. well, let me, let me help wrap this up and give each one of you guys an opportunity to share just a, a final thought. You know, what, what is this overflow focus meant to you? We've touched on a lot of different things, but is there one little nugget that really stands out? Josh, I'll even turn your way first because I know you've been pondering these things for years now. <laughs> yeah, for years. Yeah. Well, I go back to kind of the three words that we've been using a lot in service, the grow, connect, and serve. Mm-hmm. I think Lindsay kind of hit the nail on the head. You can come to a big church and you can soak in you know, good sermons, um, good teaching, things of that nature. But if, you know, you're not connecting with other people um, and you're not using the gifts that God's given you to serve uh, with other people, you can definitely feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. And so I really think the call to overflow is just a a reminder again um, that we need to be growing in our knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in his word. Uh, We need to be connecting with other believers, you know, not forsaking the gathering together, um, but encouraging each other each each, uh, day as the day draws closer Hmm. and um, then serving the body and whatever that may be. Maybe it is with the four-year-olds. Maybe it is, you know, serving in youth ministry or, you know, maybe it is baking bread um, for new people and just being able to serve other people, use your gifts. That's great. Grow, connect, serve. Love it. Lindsay, how about you? What's, what's the nugget that's standing out here for you? Um, I think just, I just appreciate the challenge of it. Like even just having like an eight week old, just the, the reminder of that, like I'm honoring the Lord through serving and that dying to self every day is more life-giving than, you know, wanting to shower, wanting my me time, you know, time to myself, you know, that has just been encouraging to constantly remind myself and fill myself with, you know, the word and the truth of, you know, putting yourself last and humbling yourself and laying down self. Being a mother. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the definition, I think, right? And a father. Yeah. But more so to her. How about you, Cole? You know, I think about a lot about the word overflow. And just how, you know, what has to occur for something, for a vessel to overflow. There has to be a continuous pouring in mm-hmm. or filling up of something. And so I guess what it's challenged me to, 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 to think a lot about is if I want to um, participate in being someone who is going to flow into the lives of other others, I, I need to, to one, just practically to it as, as I see needs mm-hmm. by God's grace. But I also think I, I need to make sure that I also am, am constantly in the word. Filling myself up with yeah. truth so that as that occurs, the, the overflow process can continue because overflowing in a vessel stops once input stops mm-hmm. eventually. And so wanting just to guard against the, the natural temptation uh, of just wanting to be a sponge and soak and soak and soak, but not go through the difficult, uncomfortable process of being wrung out. 
um, over and again. So that, that's just what I've thought about. And, and I don't, you know, I don't think any of us here would claim to be doing that flawlessly at, at all. But um, just wanting to know that, that I think that's probably it's probably a discipline and a practice and a habit that should be lifelong um, and not just something that should stop when when the church focus ends. And so when I, I just think about that whole premise of overflowing. Yeah, that's a great summary. It's a great recap. And the image that you're giving me are fountains and the fountains that we have on the stage. And I work behind the scenes here at church with worship ministry and events and stuff. And I see a lot of the stuff of the construction of them and a lot went into it, by the way. But when the service starts and the fountains kick on, you see that from the top to the middle to the bottom. And then when the power gets shut off, the water stops flowing and starts from the top and then it trickles down and the last drop ends mm -hmm. and there's nothing else to give. So there's that picture of knowing where our water source is, <laughs> knowing yeah. where the top of the fountain is. And, and if we're dried up, we have nothing to give. I love that. It's a great, great image, great picture. And an overflow definitely doesn't stop with us receiving. It continues for us to give. And so that is a challenge. So thank you guys for being here. Thank You're you. amazing. I love the conversation. I love to get to know you guys better. And hopefully, um, you know, you can be a friendly face and connect a name and others might approach the drivers and be like, hey, <laughs> I heard you and I saw you on the Fellowship Family podcast. You know, here, my name is Mark. There you go. So if we can do that more. Absolutely. I think we're better off. So um, continue to listen to us and, you know, find us wherever you can share with a friend. Let everyone know that if you're part of Fellowship Bible Church, you can grow in our understanding of who we all are by being a part of these episodes, listening and watching. So until we chat again, um, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day.